366, an innovative space for anyone involved in education, whether it be teacher, student, parent, or community member. Welcome to Room 366. We are uh, springing into spring here in Augusta. It's been very temperate lately, which I'm personally appreciative of, and I know my air conditioning system is very appreciative of, giving us a little break before we get the heat. But we're, our, our, our minds are really looking towards summer. And, uh, you know, I think we're kind of starting to see the end of the year. I hear teachers talking about testing and, and there's a little spring in their voices. They're talking because they're like, oh, I can maybe see the end. But, you know, summer doesn't mean end for everyone. And so I brought somebody here today to meet you. Um, and I'd like to introduce you to somebody I am grateful to call friend, somebody who is the most, one of the most amazing people, humble uh, leaders in our community. And I'd like to introduce you to Gary Dennis. Hi, Hi Gary. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Jennifer. And Amanda. Hi, Gary. So happy you're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, Gary, we'd like to start off. I, I don't want to say too much about you. Could you give our listeners out, just so you know, we have listeners, global listeners. So we're oh. getting listeners in, in Mexico and Taiwan, and we're getting listeners in Korea and oh, wow. uh, Italy. And, yeah. And so a lot of them aren't going to know about you or what you do um, okay. in our community. So could you kind of give us a background about who you are and what you do? Yes. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Gary Dennis. I'm the executive director at the Jesse Norman School of the Arts, a free after school summer camp, homeschool, uh, community class and community arts program uh, in downtown Augusta, Georgia. Um, and uh, internationally known because um, there are people in Canada who've heard them uh, for the, the worst dad jokes um, ever. Uh, um, particularly cannibals, um, but you know, I'll venture into bad science jokes every now and then too. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And can you tell us? Oh, Amanda, you can. Why don't you ask this one? Since you you've actually <laughs> never really been involved no. with this Gary's organization. That's what that's what I was going to say. Um, Gary, I'm a little bit new to the area. Um, I do. I've driven past Jesse Norman School of Arts. But, um, you know, could you give us a little background information about the school? Maybe it's mission, yeah. history, yeah. programming, all of it. I would be happy to. Um, so it, it goes back to 2001 when a group of um, retired clergy and retired uh, um, academics and uh, uh, folks from the educational sector um, looked around and there were only two full-time art teachers serving 35,000 students in, in Richmond County in Augusta. Um, and they said, we need to help. Um, what can we do? They reached out to international opera star, Miss Jessie Norman, um, five-time Grammy Award winner. And um, she's um, one of the, I would say, um, in her lifetime, she was the foremost um, Wagnerian mezzo-soprano. Um, anyway, 
um, they asked her if she would put her um, name and her uh, um, heft behind an after-school program um, designed to make arts accessible to kids primarily in Title I um, schools in downtown Augusta. She was enthusiastic about it and helped raise the initial um, $50,000 to start the school in 2003 in the rented Sunday school spaces at St. John United Methodist Church on Green Street. Um, we were there until 2009 um, when we started um, in our own building, which was generously given to us by local philanthropist Peter Knox. Um, one floor of the building had already been renovated um, and the other floor was gutted. So over the course of the next 10 years, we um, raised 10 million or raised a million dollars. $10 million is my goal. Like that's where I want to be 10 years from now. Um, but we raised a million dollars and renovated the entire first floor, put in classrooms, put in a stage, a podcast studio and an elevator to make um, uh, accessibility um, a priority. Um, and we expanded our programming, um, not only hours um, and students. Um, we went from uh, 30 students in our very first year to now on in a, a non-COVID year, we typically serve 125 students each semester in our after-school program another 180 in our two full day, three week long um, summer camps in June and July, um, another 150 in our homeschool program and another 150 in our community classes, um, as well as events and partnerships with other organizations throughout the year. That's, I guess, the, the nuts and bolts of it. Um, we teach drama, dance, music, visual art, digital art, podcasting and uh and from time to time we do um we do steam summer camps and uh and steam themed events with our homeschool program we uh, do steam we do steam yes we we do um we do steam programming with our homeschool program and uh with our summer camp and of course uh the art community is a. Uh, I really don't want to disparage or pump up the art community um you know one way or the other but um we're kind of geeks so um art flows um pretty seamlessly into science um and technology so um, pretty much everybody at the school has a bent towards science and technology anyway yeah awesome Awesome. And that leads me into my next question. Can you talk to us a little more about your STEAM camp this summer? I know you've worked a lot with Dr. Guess um, and her STEAM students at AU. What does STEAM look like this summer at Jesse Norman? Um, we don't know yet um, completely. <laughs> um, I'm really excited yes. about this. So this is this is <laughs> thank you for the uh, softball. Um, because uh, this is the this is the stuff that gets me really excited. I like to build things. Um, I I'm a tinkerer, um, so I you know we did a steam camp uh, two years ago that Ashley was deeply involved in. We wrote our own uh, play for it. Um, we built five catapults and we did a, a catapult based egg drop uh, competition, uh, which was really fun. 
um, not just building the catapults, but the whole the whole camp. Um, and uh, this year, because of COVID, we decided that we were going to approach the structure of the camp in a pod format. So we'll have a teacher, a helper, and then eight or nine students per pod. And they'll stay with that pod throughout the entire camp through the three weeks. And each instructor has been kind of challenged with the, um, if we gave you a little bit of budget, um, a few kids, um, and three weeks uh, along with a helper, what kind of steam awesome could you bring? And everybody's excited about it. They've taken it as a challenge. They're getting competitive. Um, some of the ideas that I've heard so far have been compressed air, PVC, musical instruments. Um, we have, I was actually just talking with someone about um, uh, pendulum painting. Um, and we like to do things with scale. So if we do a pendulum painting project, um, I envision a giant pendulum in the garden um, with uh, canvases underneath of it. And, and then, you know, that flows um, pretty naturally from look how cool these designs are into um, now we can observe real science, um, you know, Foucault pendul uh, Foucault's pen pendulum project where you can observe the rotation of the earth or um, or even, you know, some say uh, you can scale it up to the solar system if you could measure it um, precisely enough. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, and as well as like the simple um, stuff like Newton's first law of, um, of motion. Um, all from, hey, look at this pretty design um, and watch that thing swing, <laughs> which is, it's all pretty cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, one of the teachers is working on a uh, uh, Pinewood Derby-esque uh, project too. So we'll have, um, we'll have cars and races and- That's cool. Yeah, and again, you know, it gets us into, into real science, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And so guest is always harping on the design process. Always, yeah. always, always. So yeah. <laughs> talk to us about where you see the design process and the value of it in these camps that you're bringing these kids. Well, design in the aesthetic sense, is that what you mean? Or in the artistic sense or in the right? Uh, so that, yeah, steam education yeah. is about all of those aspects of design, whether it's aesthetically yeah. pleasing, artistic, science, engineering, you know, how they're building the pendulum to make the well, art. And, and let me also interject too, Gary. So a lot of people discount bringing arts to the table, elevating arts. They always want to subordinate the art. Yeah. Okay. But I, and I, and I try to say to people, and, and of course, you know, some of my research, or a lot of my research is about documenting that process and showing the robustness of the the design process with an outcome in arts. Yeah. Look, engineering's a robust outcome, but is it, I mean, is it, do arts need yeah. to be subordinated is I guess the, I, the. Yeah, well, we, we kind of lead um, almost every discussion we have with, um, with our kids about, um, you know, the future and um, their aspirations with um, the idea that art is the starting point for almost everything. Um, and like one very clear um, 
some uh, some people might not appreciate this uh, uh, comparison, but um, one clear observation for me is take a look at where um, IBM is today and where Apple is today. Uh, Apple is the um, you know one of the top three valued companies in the entire world, and IBM is fighting to hold on and some would argue that aesthetics are a large part of um, how we got to that eventuality. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just showed me their iPhone. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, aesthetics are one part. So obviously aesthetics can't be separated from an right. engineering product, but then you have arts like as in visual arts, as yeah. in dance, as in music. Talk about that design process. Well, we're connecting academics and art all the time in our programming and in like the impact of our programming. Um, I, it, it's my um, it's my personal feeling that um, the problem solving process is inherent um, and the reward from persistence is inherent in pursuit of the arts whether you're playing violin or you're playing piano or you're learning how to sing um, if you um, if you don't have the persistence to get through it um, you don't have that aha moment um, you can't um, transfer that skill to your academic um, pursuits um, uh, art is essentially about problem solving um, how do i x um, and pick your discipline if it's um, um, dance, how do I um, how do I convey my grief um, through my body movement? Um, if it's music, it's how do I uh, um, how do I um, convey the joy that I have um, as I'm playing my uh, my violin? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. Right. Exactly. Um. I, I mean, I just don't even know how you can add to that, Gary, because it's it's so important. And how many kids really get the opportunity to to do that in a meaningful way? We're not talking about, hey, I'm going to design a trash can and we're going to put flowers on it. That's not what this is, right? Am I wrong? No, it's it's really it's essentially problem solving and the problem solving can get very complex um and you know again i mean the illustrations in each um, discipline you know, um my background is from community theater and improv and i was always kind of enamored with the technical side of it so like um set building and lighting design and and i mean it it can become quite complex to have a, you know, build a spiral ramp that will hold a choir of 50, you know, um, for a, for a musical. Um, and, um, and that's a problem. And how do we solve that and make it beautiful um, right. to support what the director is trying to say? Yeah. 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 And Gary, I really think that, you know, the steam camp sounds like a lot of fun and there yeah. will be a lot of problem solving, like you said, but children yeah. will enjoy it. I mean, who doesn't love a good race or something like that? But um, <laughs> really, who, you know, who are you serving? What's the cost? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the focus of these activities, the, yeah. I guess, nitty gritty of it all. 
Well, um, thanks for asking that question too. The cost is high. Um, arts are expensive and quality people, quality instructors um, are, are expensive and keeping them employed um, and creating an, I'm really kind of taking this in a direction that, um, that is kind of near and dear to me is that like the ecosystem that we create to support the um, to support the industry sectors that we think are important is a critical part of those sectors becoming mature and becoming um, rooted in our communities. We've said in Augusta for a long time that we really want to have an arts-based economy, that we want to be a tourism arts-based um, city, that we want to be known as a creative um, uh, uh, destination city. Um, we're the home of James Brown, the home of um, uh, uh, Jesse Norman. Um, but saying that and um, and supporting it are are two different things. And uh, my, part of my personal mission, I think, is um, is making sure that we're tending to the garden, tending to the ecosystem that allows artists to remain artists and um, not um lowe's employees were um you know not that you know they're great lowe's employees um, um but um, an artist wants to be an artist shouldn't have to um, be a lowe's employee if they don't want to i don't know oh and i i guess following up you said who are we serving um are the population that we serve is primarily from uh, richmond county um, but we're open really to anyone who can attend our program on a regular basis. Um, we are audition based, um, but the two, the primary factors for um, acceptance into our program is, do you want to be here? And do you have the um, time capacity to be here? Um, and if those two factors are true, um, we rarely turn anyone away. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, on that note, the community I know really comes behind the Jesse Norman and how are you able to bring these programming like this to students that can't necessarily afford it? Uh, thanks for um, closing the loop on that, Jennifer. Um, well, as I said, it's expensive. Um, the program itself is free to parents and to students. Um, so no one pay, no um, participant pays for um, uh, the after school program or the summer camp program. We have a nominal fee for our homeschool programming um, and for some of our community classes like tap dance and uh, for seniors. Um, but the costs are primarily covered by, um, you know, a lot of grant writing, a lot of um, individual um, uh, gifts, um, some major foundation gifts um, who have the same um values that we do and believe that um that this is an important um that the arts are an important subject to um, make accessible to people absolutely absolutely and my last question for the day <laughs> um still springboarding off of these steam summer camps that are going to happen this summer yeah 
how have you seen what is the difference that you've seen between using steam and incorporating the arts into that science and, and engineering mm -hmm. versus just art or say something that's art infused have you seen differences between those um say that to me again <laughs> guess you might be able to say it better than I can. No, you said it. No, it's okay. So okay. I guess what we're what we're interested in is your yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. Why you would choose STEAM versus just straight arts. Like what student outcomes are you seeing, noting? I mean, just talk yeah. to us about why you would choose STEAM versus arts. Well, I know I'm preaching in the choir here, but to me, it's it's they've never been separated except when we put an artificial separation in them through our education system in over the last 50, 75 years. Um, prior to that, math, science, technology and art were all they were all the same. Um, you you. Um, you know, Michelangelo, uh, Da Vinci, I mean, they built seed engines and then did, you know, um, giant uh, um, uh, public art um, with the same technology and the same brains and the same manpower. Um, uh, the separation of them, even today, like, um, you know, architects, um, that's science and technology at kind of its finest it's the beginning of it's the plan that allows us to realize the solution to the problem um, and it's a um, brilliant fusion of art and technology um, they really aren't separated i think we see steam as really just um, um, having the most fun um, uh, in a sh short period of time using the tools that we have um, yeah, it's art in application. Yeah, that's interesting the way the way you conceive of that. And then let me ask you this question. The term arts infusion is thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, could you could you just kind of give us I mean, there's no expectation here. You as the person who's in this realm, who works in this field all the time, you are in a perfect position to kind of just give us your perspective. So what would distinguish arts infusion from what you do? Um, well, I, I guess it goes back to the last question where there's kind of an artificial um, separation between the two subjects. Um, if you're building a pendulum, uh, you know, out of a paint can with a hole in the bottom of it, um, um, you know, that's how do we, uh, um, it's solving a problem. It's, uh, um, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to think about um, the nuanced differences between, you know, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm having a tough time with that question, I think. Uh, no, it, it's okay. It's a tough thing because yeah. it's out there and it's a confounding factor when parents yeah. or other educators are thinking about, okay, well, what do I do? 
you know what so you you ha- it's like noise it's the sub noise and but I, what i love in what you're saying gary is you're like um arts and the engineering and the technology they go together the math the science it yeah. goes together but yet so what you hit on is if we say we're going to infuse arts into something else mm-hmm. that acknowledges in my view just ba- a separation yeah rather than it's one thing yeah you see what i mean yeah. it subordinates the arts into this higher thing yeah whereas what you do is not that yeah you and i have had this conversation before um about you know the approaches that we've seen uh um in our community to arts infusion quote unquote um and you know I, I have never seen it uh, um, where I would say that it's effective um, trying to infuse art into the existing subject box labels that we've that we've created. Um, now, if you're doing art as a vehicle, um, the other way around works uh, a, a lot better. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you can infuse academics into uh, <laughs> into art. And, uh, it, it's back to the uh, um, you know building sets. I mean, if you're uh, constructing a you know an octagon um, platform, you know um, it's already infused with geometry. You're just acknowledging it um, in the application of uh, of your art. Uh, it, yeah, it's, I mean, we have a number of professional artist friends here in Augusta and professional, I mean, they're making their living, um, through the arts and, um, almost all of them use some technology in their process or the application of their art, like, um, uh, Jay Jacobs, Chase Lanier, um, a number of them where if you watch them go from ideation to execution, um, you would pass through geography, philosophy, um, politics, history, um, social justice, um, math, um, you know, trig um, to get to the finished product. Um, And it, I think it all goes back to that same um, point of, you know, if we acknowledge the academic components in our doing, um, then uh, then there really isn't a natural separation for these things. Oh my goodness, I can't even, yeah, can't say any more. What wise words? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really, I can't, I can't, yeah. I don't even know how to make that better because it's so true um you could make it better with um uh two tectonic plates bumped into each other and the other one said sorry my fault (laughs) 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 sorry so it's great so gary gary let me ask you a lot of that's right dad jokes (laughs) no it's awesome We've asked you a lot of questions. Yeah. Is there anything we have left out? What else do we 
I don't know. What other things do you feel like our listeners need to know? Well, I mean, I think everybody's here for um, science, technology, art, fun. Um, uh, um, you know, get out and do. Um, uh, Neil Gaiman, um, you know, that valedictorian um, speech or uh, the keynote um, graduation speech that he gave, um, you know, ended it with um, make great art. Um, that's your obligation as an artist. Um, make great art and um, acknowledge um, uh, acknowledge the things that get you to your great art and um, remove some of those artificial uh, labels and barriers that we, that we put up between those subjects. Well said. Gary Dennis, thank you so much for being here with us and representing the Jesse Norman School. And um, and yeah. really representing Augusta, and I appreciate you very much. Thanks so much. Next time we can um, do more jokes if you like. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Thanks. It's always it's our fun. Blessing. It's our blessing. Bye bye. Bye. for listening to the room 366 podcast remember you can listen to our podcast every tuesday on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or whatever platform that you prefer also thank you to our sponsors without them we would not be on the air aarp and the south carolina after school alliance see you next time in room 366